June 6, 1996. A mysterious explosion destroys the Chernotin research facility near Moscow. Lucifer Alpha, a powerful biological weapon under secret development there, is released into the atmosphere, creating a deadly biohazard. Carried by the trade winds, Lucifer Alpha spreads throughout Eastern Europe and Eurasia, destroying 80% of the populace. Half of the world's people die. The greatest biohazard in history later becomes known simply as the catastrophe. But at this time, who could have possibly imagined that the ultimate biohazard wouldn't occur for another half century? 50 years later, mankind faces its greatest crisis, the appearance of a mysterious android life form. Its purpose and origin are unknown. Is it a new form of weapon? Or perhaps an invasion from some other world? They appear during winter, killing humans and infiltrating society by taking the place of their victims. Employing an artificial skin, they can sweat and even bleed. Part organic, part machine, they're almost impossible to distinguish from those they kill. As they steal their victims' bodies in order to take their place, these mysterious invaders become known as Snatchers. Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of Is It Worth It? We're a short gaming podcast in which I pull something from the shelf and tell you whether or not I would buy it at current eBay prices. Hi, my name is Blaine J. I'm a collector of all things odd, mostly video game related. And today we're going to be talking about, spoilers, my favorite game, Snatcher. Snatcher was released only for the Sega CD here in the United States. However, across seas over in Japan, it was released for virtually everything. It was a huge title over there. Over here, not so much. Only sold a few thousand units, mainly due to the fact that it was on the Sega CD and was released kind of toward the end of the life of the system. Um, it's a Konami game. You know they make good stuff. And this is basically in the genre of, if you've ever played an adventure game like Shadowgate or uh, The Uninvited, Deja Vu, these sort of point-and-click games where you manipulate and gather items from the screen. You have commands such as, you know, look, search, move forward, move backward, etc., etc. What makes this different than the aforementioned Shadowgate, Deja Vu, etc., is it's got voice acting, really good voice acting, actually, especially for the era, and full motion cutscenes. Uh, it's like you're watching a cartoon. Although, you're actually playing a cartoon, uh, it's kind of debatable. Um, as I said, this is my favorite game. It's uh, kind of a combination between Blade Runner and the Terminator. And when I say kinda, I mean it's exactly that. Uh, the main character, Gillian Seed, looks exactly like, uh, God, what was his name from Blade Runner? Uh, Decker uh, from Blade Runner. And uh, Random Hygiel is very obviously uh, a character from uh, Dune, uh, Sting's character. I can't recall his name. Uh, virtually everything about this game has been stolen from popular movies of the era. This is something that Hideo Kojima does with almost everything that he does. If you've ever played any of the... Uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid games, uh, doesn't Snake Pliston look a lot like Snake from 
the old uh, Escape from L.A., Escape from New York movies with Kurt Russell, and they're both named Snake, and yeah. Uh, he, I don't know if he freely admits it or not, it's blatantly obvious, it's actually become kind of a joke amongst uh, everyone that knows him, but you know what, it's still really cool stuff, man, and it doesn't matter that he's stealing from, you know, us blatantly. In Japan, they have a lot less lax laws regarding uh, the theft of uh, intellectual properties, so whatever, I guess, do what you want to do. Um, but the game takes place in the in the future, and there's a menace, a bioroid menace that look like Terminators that are killing people, mainly... Um, political figures and people in within power, police chiefs, etc., etc., and then taking over their bodies as a um, replicant, except they're called Snatchers, and uh, doing, you know, placing themselves within seats of power for some unknown end. And uh, you play the role of Gillian Seed, who is a uh, junker, which is an acronym for something I can't remember at the time, but basically it's a special squad in the police force that deals with this um, this menace. Now, you're a unique case because it's your first day on the job, of course it is, and um, you have amnesia, of course you do. You and your wife were both found a few years before in a chirogenic lab, frozen, you're actually from present day era, and uh, no one knows your true identity, blah, blah, blah. You join the army, your wife becomes a nurse, you you don't really know each other, so it's hard for you to stay together. I don't know how you even know that you're married, but whatever. Video game. So, you become a jump junker after you exit the army, and on your first day, you get to meet a plethora of characters. There's really not very many junkers, it's a very small organization, actually. Um, there's you, there's a man named Jean-Jacques Gibson, who, uh, you know very briefly, I'll get to that in a second. There's, uh, Harry Benson, who's the chief, the, or no, Harry Benson is the chief engineer who, uh, makes all your cool gadgetry and stuff. He's kind of like the Q in the, uh, James Bond series. Um, and then you have, uh, Benson Cunningham, who is the police chief, and, uh, Mika Slayton, who is, uh, basically a secretary. And that's it. That's all the friggin' junkers. So you'd think with this big menace going on, they'd have a little bit bigger staff. Well, they don't. So you first get in the game. You meet up with Mika, the secretary. She kind of takes you around the uh, the offices and uh, introduces you to different folk. And when you go to meet up with Harry, um, he's not there. So you go everywhere else. Jean Jacques Gibson is out on assignment. So. You're going through and you're seeing different things, blah, blah, blah. You meet the chief. He gives you some cash. Um, he tells you something to the effect of, oh, you'll need this in the underbelly of the city uh, where cred sticks are no longer used. And, you know, it's future reference, whatever. Um, and then you can go to a shooting gallery and kind of the only mechanic in the game that requires you to video game is uh, sometimes you get attacked by various things, either insectors or uh, numerous snatchers all at once, and you kind of get a 3x3 uh, three three grid on the screen, and you can shoot them as they're coming, or you can use the justifier. It's actually a lot more fun with the grid. It's a really good system, believe it or not. The justifier kind of messes it up. It's not that great. Um, anyhow, so you can practice at that, and uh, Mika lets you borrow her ray gun. You haven't been issued a gun yet. And then you finally you go... Uh, after you visit everywhere else you possibly can and rummage through everything and you see the computer Jordan, which is this computer that is a, a very limited internet, basically, a giant computer. 
anyway, um, you can mess around with that, fart around with that a little bit. And uh, if you type in names of game designers like Hideo Kojima and the other people that worked on the game, they actually have their own little personal pages on Jordan and uh, nifty stuff like that. And it's used later to create a, uh, a montage sketch to try and figure out who uh, one of the people is as you're investigating. You know, kind of nifty stuff, whatever. But anyway, you kind of get a little taste for the different places you can uh, go through in Junker HQ. And finally, after you go everywhere else, Here's Harry, and uh, he says, "Oh, you know, I'm Harry Ben, or I'm, uh, yeah, Harry Benson." And here's uh here's your gun. You're awarded this gun. It's only given to junkers. It's uh, not affected by heat or cold. You can fire it underwater and with sand poured into it. It's almost indestructible. The thing's pretty badass. Uh, it's one of the few things that kills a uh, a snatcher easily or relatively easily, uh, handgun related. So. That's good. And then you're also issued uh, Metal Gear. Yeah, they actually reference Metal Gear because Hideo Kojima had made one of the games at this point. So he comes out and there's this big scene where you see this huge shadow on the wall as it's kind of coming out to this ominous music, which hopefully I'll splice in here. I know, I know. All right, allow me to introduce the Navigator, which I designed especially for you. Hey, Metal Gear, get out here. Introduce yourself. Yes, sir. Pleased to meet you, Gillian. I am Metal Gear Mop 2. I am programmed to be your personal assistant. Metal Gear? That's a pretty weird name. Oh, he's cute. Uh, thank you. I think he's turning red. I took his basic design and his name from the Metal Gear Menace of the late 20th century. But, uh, quite unlike that Metal Gear, this one was designed for peaceful purposes. Here he comes, and then when he gets out, he's like this little tiny short stack piece of crap. And, um, you know, he has a very annoying voice, uh, voiced by Julie Childs, I believe. Kind of just the most high-pitched, annoying voice you can imagine outside of Navi um, from the uh, Oracle of... Oh, gosh, that Zelda game. I, I can't even think of for Ocarina of Time. My God, I don't know how I couldn't think of that. Anyway, um... He comes out, he's got features like he uh, he's able to save your progress as you go. Cool stuff. He has a video phone, which, believe it or not, at the time this game was made, it wasn't commonplace for us to have uh, FaceTime and smartphones in our pockets. So the idea of having a, uh, a phone that could call people and have full motion video as you were doing it was uh, something futuristic at the time. So cool stuff. Uh, you can mess around with a video phone and call virtually any number, although... Except for very few that are in the game, all the numbers are uh, mysteriously out of service. So, uh, yeah. But it, it's, again, video game. It's fun to mess with. It's very limited in what it can actually do, but still very cool stuff. And uh, as soon as you get issued Metal Gear, a call comes through, um, and it's Jean-Jacques Gibson, the aforementioned um, junker that uh, was absent on assignment. And he's calling and he's needing help. So you immediately run out and go to his aid. You rush out to this abandoned warehouse um, where Jean-Jacques is at, and you're kind of going through it, and you 
as you're going, it's, you know, kind of creepy music in the background there, and you're, you're hearing footsteps and seeing things in front of you and so on. And uh, you go a little deeper into it, and you see the remains of Jean-Jacques Gibson's uh, version of Metal Gear, Little John. And he is in a mess, man. Poor little guy's been smashed up, and he's just sitting there sparking and not doing so good. So you investigate, and... Uh, Metal Gear is able to use his tools to extract a uh, half-baked chip on uh, Little John's memory so that when you get back to the lab, maybe you can pull something and get a clue as to what's been going on with Jean-Jacques. So after you do that, you go a couple steps more forward and you're greeted with one of the most gruesome scenes in video game history. At least to this point, I had never seen anything like it. Here's Jean-Jacques severed head sitting in a pool of blood in his own lap and when i saw this as a kid man i freaked out i mean that was that was the stuff of nightmares but you have to deal with it and you oh gosh of course you your character gillian and uh, metal gear even has a personality and you both kind of freak out oh my god you know well uh you have to search his body and stuff maybe get some clues well you find in his pocket a key a uh, note with a little symbol on it that says, Search the House. Um, very cryptic. And Metal Gear is able to make a slight incision in Jean-Jacques' stomach and uh, remove the contents of his stomach to be able to tell where he had his last meal to maybe uh, figure out where he was just prior to him coming there. And uh, he's immediately able to test it with his uh, tools and whatnot. And he's been eating buffalo meat, which is quite rare in the future. It's actually pretty rare now, too, but in the future even more so. So that gives you a kind of a tip on, on what to do. And as, as soon as you do this, uh, you hear something and both look up and you see someone running across and... Uh, you you start hearing a you go search and no, nothing's there but you start hearing a loud ticking a loud ticking so you're going through and you get attacked by insectors uh, the aforementioned uh, three by three grid comes up and uh, pretty easy battle if you practiced earlier at Junker HQ you're gonna get through this relatively easily and then um, you see Little John and the beeping is coming from Little John and uh, somehow Metal Gear wasn't able to see it before, but now realizes that Little John is a ticking time bomb on him. And so you both freak out, and you run out of there, and a very funny line, it kind of breaks the third wall, where um, Metal Gear, uh, well, Gillian says something, in fact, man, my ears are ringing, and Metal Gear says, well, you shouldn't have turned the TV up so loud. Um, kind of breaks the third wall, but, you know, that kind of tongue-in-cheek humor uh, is actually throughout the game, and uh, I, I actually think it adds, not detracts from it. Now, I could sit here and, and go through the entirety of the game for you, but that would take a, uh, a couple of hours, but that gives you a pretty good idea of what's going on in this game. Um, you are trying to figure out, initially, the death of Jean-Jacques Gibson. You meet up with his daughter, Katrina, um, and each, you know, you get the memory from Little John, and that gives you a clue, which gives you a clue, which gives you a clue, and... Uh, just a really great game, man. Um, the ending on this game, it's 45 minutes long, which was something that was unheard of. And as soon as I, I watched it the first time as a kid, I was maybe 13, 14, I turned off the machine, I restarted from my save point so I could watch it again. It was that awesome to me. Uh, does it hold up now? Maybe not. Maybe. 
I still love this game. I play it every couple of years. Uh, I could go from the beginning to the end uh, and remember every part of it. Uh, so there's really no need for me to play it. But even so, uh, I do. It's it's very nostalgic and great to me. I think it's got superb uh, story writing. It's not quite as long-winded as Kojima got in the later years with the Metal Gear Solid series. Also very great, don't get me wrong. But um, a lot a lot more readily understood as well. It doesn't go off into so many branches that you're unable to understand what even the hell is going on. Now, this game, as I said, uh, on the Wikipedia page, uh, the creator of the game, whose name escapes me right now, said it only sold maybe a couple of thousand. Meaning there's only a couple of thousand copies of this game out there, guys. Uh, That's not a lot to go around in the United States. Um, As such, and the fact that it is easily the best game for the system. Sega C not Sega C D, excuse me, is not exactly known for its um quality of games. You've got this, Lunar, Lunar Two, Popful Mail, uh some people would say Shining Force C D after that it really starts tapering off quickly. Um this is easily the best one. Now, because this is the best game for the system, and it is probably one of the rare games for the system. There are a few that are actually rarer than this, believe it or not. Um, this game is worth quite a bit of money. Uh, I've seen it sell for as high as 300 um, Sealed, uh, if you find the right buyer, sky's the limit. Um, I only know of one guy that has a sealed copy, and that's, uh, oh gosh, I can't even think of his name. He's a very famous collector, uh, John Hancock. Um, lives in uh, Washington or Oregon, I believe. Uh, He has a sealed copy, and that's the only sealed copy I've ever heard of. Um, It's not to say another doesn't exist, but... eh. So, would I pay $300 for this game? Well, I would. And I think that if you collect Sega CD, you should definitely have this. This is the reason you buy the Sega CD, is to play this game. Now... If you don't have $120 for a Sega CD and $300 for a copy of Snatcher, um, this game is very easily um, ripped and put onto just a CD-ROM that will easily play in your Sega CD, or you could play it on an emulator just fine, all very cheaply. And normally I wouldn't advocate the use of uh, emulators or burning a CD, but because this game is so impossible to get, really, uh, for your normal people's budget, uh, I would say, yeah, it's not, maybe it's not worth buying at that price, but if you're a collector, it definitely is. Um, but this is definitely worth playing, guys. This is, as I said, my favorite game. I love the adventure genre. Uh, I love what Telltale is doing now with all their games. Um, it's kind of a throwback to what used to be. And of all the adventure games that I've ever played, this is by far my favorite. So, thanks for listening. Um, Sorry it was a little longer this time, or maybe you like it a little longer. Let me know. Um, If you like them to be longer, I can certainly make them such. Uh, Also, guys, I just wanted to say that I also have a Facebook page, um, Facebook forward slash The Retro Kids. I do other retro gaming-related stuff on there. Uh, I have a YouTube channel that's a link to that and you can find me if you just keyword the retro kids double dragon or the retro kids um cowboy kid i have a uh, numerous videos and reviews up uh, 
also some of my music, uh, various other things, uh, finds and stuff, and I'm going to hopefully put more content on that uh, in the future. Um, I also have an email address, uh, simonbelmont at outlook.com. Uh, Simon, not Simon, Simon spelt S-I-M-E-N. B-E-L-M-O-N-T at Outlook.com. So you can reach me there and tell me whether or not I'm doing a good job or a bad job or if you have any suggestions or whatever it is that you may want to tell me. Okay, I guess that's it. Thanks as always for listening and we'll see you next time.